Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Dear Christian, God's grace, mercy that is new every morning, and peace that results from His grace and mercy be yours in abundance today. As you consider the shocking transformation, slave to son and heir, something only God can do. Almost a hundred years ago, a little more, in the year 1919, Conrad Hilton bought his first hotel in Texas. And it was a good time because the oil boom had begun. And so those hotel rooms were filled, every single one of them, day after day after day after day. Soon he bought more hotels in Texas and then more hotels in other places in the United States. And before his career had finished, Hilton Hotels was the first international hotel company. Baron Hilton took over the company for his father in 1966 and expanded the company even more. And he planned, as he was getting ready to retire, that he was going to leave the entire fortune to his family. But then, a young lady named Paris Hilton and her sister Nikki Hilton began doing wild and crazy things that everybody knew about. And Baron Hilton made a change. Because of his granddaughters and their immoral lifestyles and their numerous DUIs, he said, on Christmas of 2007, 97% of my fortune is going to go to charity and not my family. Only 3% would go to family divided up among 24 people. And rumor has it that Paris Hilton and her sister were not even included in that. It's probably the first time I ever brought up the words Paris Hilton in a sermon. Pretty sure of that. And the point, it really isn't so much about her as this. Who decided where the money was going to go? Not the granddaughter, not the daughter, not anybody except for the patriarch. An inheritance is always a gift. And the decision is not the receivers. It is the givers. Translate that into God, heaven, talk. Why should God give us His inheritance? Why should God let sinners have a part of His holy heaven? We really need to always remember it's not our choice. It's not our call. We're not the maker of heaven. We're not the giver of it. We didn't sign up to decide who's going to go there and who isn't. It's God's heaven. He decides. And unless you are really sure that God has communicated to you, you are an heir of this. No one in their right mind should ever say, yeah, I think I'm going to heaven because I'm a pretty good person. That just doesn't wash. But the great news from God's Word today for you and me and many more, 
is that God has said in His holy word, which cannot ever be changed, which stands firm in the heavens throughout time, you once were a slave, but now are His child and also His heir. It's fact. He decided. What a gift. Let's unpack these wonderful scriptures today from Galatians chapter 4 and ask God to help them never seem ordinary or like yesterday's news we've already heard before. But when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are His child, God has made you also an heir. God sent His Son so that you and I can become His sons. He did that at the perfect time. You see, God's timing is special. He's not willy-nilly, scatterbrained, helter-skelter as He figures out His plans. No, He is deliberate. He is precise. And don't ever forget this. When we make a decision, we only have a small amount of information and take our best guess. God has all the information as He sets up His plan. And when the time had fully come, when the precision was just right, He sent His Son, Jesus, to rub shoulders with sinners and redeem people from their sins. It was the time when elderly Zechariah and his elderly wife Elizabeth were ready to have a son that would be the forerunner of the Christ, John the Baptist. It was the time when a young lady named Mary, very humble, very gentle, very trusting, was there in Nazareth. Out of millions of women, God picked her to be the mother of His Christ. And out of millions of men he could have chosen, he picked Joseph. Humble, trusting, listening Joseph. Even pompous, arrogant Caesar Augustus, the opposite of Mary and Joseph, Zechariah, or Elizabeth. A godless ruler was a part of the perfect timing. The emperor said, a census in the entire Roman world now. And God said, that's when I want my holy family to move from Nazareth down to Bethlehem so that the Savior can be born there. Because I've forecasted that to happen in Isaiah, and I've even forecasted that trauma is going to happen in that town to the mothers because of the evil King Herod and what he is going to do when he finds out a Savior King has been born in his area. The time was perfect. God's timing is always perfect. He always has all the facts. And that's so essential for us to remember when the timing of things seems less than perfect. What was the big transition that happened when the timing was perfect? 
In these verses from Galatians that I just read, you heard the word slave. You heard the words under the law. It's worth spending some time thinking about what it used to be like. Not fun to be a slave unless your master is loving and and godly. We were born as a slave. We did not get to choose where we would go. We did not get to choose what we would do. We could only sin. The choice was already made for us. We are under the law. And while that doesn't seem too bad at first, remember what that means. Because God's law is simple, yet difficult. His law says, love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. All in, all the time, every circumstance. And while you're doing that, love your neighbor anyone, anywhere, for any reason, in any circumstance, as yourself. Simple to understand. Difficult to keep. And it doesn't take, very lo- it doesn't take us very long to think through why being under the law, being under those commands, tasked with keeping them perfectly, is stressful. Because as we look into our lives, we we start thinking, have I loved God with all my heart as a wife, as a spouse, as a husband, as a single person? Have I loved God with all my heart and loved my neighbor as myself as an employee, as an employer, as a teacher, as a student? Have I gladly heard the word All the time, loving God with all my heart, loving others? Have I patiently endured affliction? Loving God with all my heart through those times? Could go on. Definitely have gone far enough to help you think through why it's so difficult to love God with all our heart and love our neighbor as ourself, why we are a slave to sin under God's law, and we do not get to decide what the consequences are. It's God's call. Because we are a slave to sin under God's law, that also means we are a slave to death. The wages of sin is death. If you sin, you pay for it with death. We're a slave. We don't get to decide how to get out of that, how to move forward with that. It also means we're a slave to Satan, the devil who accuses us of sin with impending death coming soon. He loves to tempt us. He loves to accuse us. And sadly, some of the times, at least, he's right. Yes, we did say that, and we can't unsay it now. Yes, we did do that, and we can't undo it. Yeah, we even thought that dishonorable nasty thing and now we can't unthink it either slaves to satan slaves to hell living apart from god in our sin forever on satan's side 
not at all on God's side, as we look back, we are helpless to change it. And as we look forward, we are hopeless. Alone. How's this ever going to end? This misery in which we find ourselves heaping sin upon sin. It wouldn't have if God did nothing. But, when the set time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. God did something. He sent His Son so that we also could be His sons. He redeemed us from all of the sin we have done, from all of the sin we will continue to do. He bought us back. He paid the price. He bought the ticket. And we did nothing to earn it or deserve it. We didn't prove our worthiness or show our potential. And so then God said, okay, I guess I'll let you into heaven and redeem you. He did it just because He loves us. Just because He wants you to be near to Him and close to Him. Just because He doesn't want you going forward as a slave any longer. To sin or to death or to hell or to Satan or to fear of all of the above. He doesn't want you to be in misery, hopeless, helpless, and discouraged. He sent His Son. He adopted us into His family. The precious waters of baptism are the seal. The body and blood of the Lord assure us regularly this is where we stand with God. We are redeemed, forgiven, a child belonging to Him, and that means an heir to all that also belongs to Him. What a fantastic gift. Because you are His sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. The Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. Abba is a tender-hearted term, like a little girl or little boy saying, Daddy, or Papa to their grandpa. That's what we get to say to God. It's that tight. It's that close. It's that tender-hearted. Yes, a, a sinner so thoroughly redeemed having a tight relationship with God in His inner circle, in His family, as an heir, it's never going to change. Much better than having slavery to fear living in your heart, wouldn't you say? having the Spirit of God's Son, which He sent into our heart, so that we say, Abba, Father, for any and every need that comes up. You are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are His child, God has also made you an heir. I guess it, it makes sense probably to all of us why Baron Hilton would say, 
You are not in my will anymore. You are no longer my heir to his granddaughters. It probably, if we stop and think about it, also would make sense why God, our Heavenly Father, would say that to us too. And yet here we are in the eternal Word of God hearing you once, you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are His child, God has made you also an heir. Feel free to dream about the inheritance Feel free to ponder what will heaven be like where everyone is perfect and no one is sinful, where everyone gets along perfectly and no one brings tension or drama, where Jesus is someone we see in all of His glory with all of the angels singing to Him and all of the saints and Christians too. Feel free to wonder what it sounds like, what it looks like. You're an heir to that fortune because God sent His Son so that you and I could become His sons. God was willing to give up everything in order to give you everything. Never let the words grow stale. Always keep them close and treasured. You are no longer a slave God has made you His child. And since you are His child, you are also an heir. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.